Hi and welcome to the Two Dogs Podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier and we have another two terrific old Bulldogs for you to have a listen to today. Uh, once again, thanks to the Past Players and Officials Association uh, for this podcast coming to you. And don't forget, if you're not a member and you're eligible, by all means, join up and uh, and join uh, the 2021 uh, Past Players Association and uh, you get a chance to go to the games and enjoy the camaraderie of the people that you spent so much time with over the years at the uh, at the Oval. Today, we bring you Chooker and Bones. Now, for those of you who aren't into nicknames and don't remember, it's Gary Merrington and Robert McGee. Chooker, Gary Merrington played 174 games, kicked 46 goals, and Bones, of course, uh, played 49 games in his first, or he had two stints at the club, 49 games, six goals, then went to Richmond, of course, 81 games there, no goals, but two premierships, and a short stint at South Melbourne to finish off 16 games and one goal, and then, of course, came back in the Terry Wheeler era as part of the uh, the coaching panel. So uh, the tenure with the Bulldogs has been uh, long uh, and, uh, and enjoyable for the most part for this pair of uh, two dogs, so let's have a listen to Bones and Chooker. This little podcast will take us from 1966 through to about 1980 as players and then beyond that in your in the roles that you had with the club after that, uh, you know, as coaching and recruiting and all that sort of stuff. So what was the place like in 66 when you got there, Chuck? Um, well, for a start, I never wanted to go to the club. Oh, um, good start. Which I, I know, Sam, yeah, I know it's a good start, but I, I was playing in the Footscray District League and I had an offer from uh, a couple of other clubs that... Once I got there with Charlie Sutton, Ted Whitten, uh, blokes like Georgie Bissett, Ivan Marsh, Johnny Schultz, they were absolutely sensational and uh, I have no regrets whatsoever. Yeah. Fantastic club. But well, look, it was just, you know, we were, we were struggling with the likes of Johnny Gillard, David Darcy and so on. Um, we, we were reasonably competitive at times. Bones, what about when you went there and when you went there? I mean, you started playing in '69, the scenes, but you went there. What were you, fourteen? Yeah, the, every league side had a uh, under seventeen side, which yeah. is the Melbourne Boys League they called it. Kids, so yeah, as Chuck was just saying, mate, it's some great players. Surprisingly, that we didn't have much success in those years, actually. So for the amount of players that played state footy and everything, with the names that uh, Gary just said and all that, it was uh, it was amazing. Well, this is funny, is it? Is it the rose-coloured, red, white, and blue glasses we look at, Gary? When we look back at those those names you mentioned, why we didn't have success as a club, and I know Bones, you got a, an opinion on this, but first up, uh, Gary, your your thoughts on why the success didn't happen? I'm not blaming the administration in any way, shape, or form, but there were things that happened at the club that um, we could have been a hell of a lot more professional, but. It just didn't happen, and when the guys, you know, started to um, look as though they were they were going to uh, really give it a crack, I'm not saying they didn't they didn't have a have a go, but I, I can remember um, the Golden Fleece Night Final, and uh, we finished last on the ladder, and St Kilda were fifth, and we had no hope. So what we did, we just threw caution to the wind. And as it turned out, we ended up winning the uh, night final, that's yeah. our first night final that year. And I can remember in 69 when we won another night final, we had plays in the calibre of Gary Dempsey, <laughs> Bernie Quinlan and Barry Round, and all three of them won a Brownlow medal. 
You know, we, we look, we should have had more success. And uh, I, I think Bones had probably nailed it on the head that uh, when he uh, when he went to Richmond, the difference in the club training, etc., the administration and so on, there would have been a marked difference. Bones? Oh, yeah, what, what Gary just said is a massive difference. You've gone from uh, amateurs to professionals, mate, in administration, that's for sure. And... Uh, He's spot on there. They were so thorough in what they, what they did and what they wanted and all that, no matter whether you're just an average player and all that. They seemed, to, they seemed to bring the best out of you because of the way that they were professionally run. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's a survival mode that uh, that uh, the Bulldogs are in for, for a lot of years that uh, that does permeate through the, the history of the club. Hey, I want to take you back both to your, to your first game. And, I mean, you're – uh, you both played in, in your first game, Bones, uh, but your first game, Chuck, was uh, against Geelong down at Cadinia Park. It was not a great day for the club, but uh, how did it feel uh, getting your first jumper and, and running out on the ground there in round three back in 1966? Oh, no, it was a, it was a great feeling. And um, when you, you start in the under-19s, I played. I think I played um, uh, four games in the under-19s and then played the rest in reserve that year. And uh, we ended up playing in a um, full-in final. We got beaten and um, at the MCG, and that was a sensational feeling. But uh, running out at Geelong in the first game and, oh, you know, throw caution of the wind, just, just have a go. And uh, I started off on a half-forward flank. And, <laughs> um, and uh, David Pork was having, having a few problems with uh, a bloke called Hoskins. And I, I said to David, I said, don't worry about it. Just give him a whack and just get on and play football and um, anyway I, I got in a position I could I, I had a crack at Hoskins and um, anyway I back to my position I kicked a couple of goals on Devine going reasonably well and Devine just turned around and said uh, shouldn't have done that son uh, you won't see the game yet <laughs> so the third quarter I didn't don't know where he came from but he just went bang and that was me for the day end of story <laughs> yes End of story, absolutely. It was the way things were dealt with in those days. Your debut in in 1969, Bones, against North Melbourne. Now, Gary played in this one. It was Gary's 47th game. Uh, And yours, and and unbeknown to a lot of people, I mean, your reputation uh, as a footballer is as a backman, but you actually started up forward. I played full forward on Peter Stewart that day and kicked. Seven straight points. <laughs> never seen a pull the line again. <laughs> big tall, big barrels on the on the Witten wing. Yeah, I tell you what, you could kick a good tall. You know, that left that left foot you were running, and uh, I, I I seriously reckon you would have made a great wingman. Tommy gave me a couple of runs on the wing. I enjoyed it actually. It was it was different. Yeah, plenty of plenty of space and plenty of room to run. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. you didn't you play a year on the wing, Chuka, as well? I played I played about um, about half a dozen games on the wing, and um, I, I thought I played reasonably well. And I never wanted to go and play full back, but um, I ended up at full back, and um, that was it. I probably if I had played on a wing, I or, or up forward, I would have probably played a few more years with. Uh, Got a bit daunting there at times when uh, you had um, Hudson, Jezelenko, McKenna, you know, like to George Young, who um, I think he kicked eighth one day and uh, 
probably one of the blessings in disguise was one day out at Windy Hill, I ended up playing at centre-half forward. Jeff Blessham was at full, full forward for the Bombers. He ended up kicking eight or nine. So I, uh, I reckon I had a pretty fair day. <laughs> I dodged a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You left one out there, Chuck. You played on Wadey. We both played on Wadey too. We oh, yes, up, yes. Ended up getting a flick to the back line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, he was a good player, Wade. Yeah, you know, he was. He, he looked a bit tubby. He looked as though he wasn't fit. But Jesus, he could, you know, one minute he's on your shoulders, the next minute he's bleeding. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, nah, he's very good. Can I can I ask you about a day where you both played on Peter Hudson and he kicked 11? Well, oh. Kevin, I can't say too much about that because I can't remember that day. That's very bloody convenient, well, Gary. I, I think I started on the forward line and I might have got the flick to the back line. You might have come down to the forward line. Chip. I can't remember, but he can't be. I know that much. Can you, re- can you remember that day that uh, when Hudson, uh, Peter, Peter Welsh played on him for a short time? And Peter Welsh thought he could run, and he's bouncing the ball on the outer wing, and Hudson couldn't keep up with him, so Peter's kept bouncing, and he bounced it once too up and went over his head. Hudson yeah. got it, and then he went back to goal, and he's Peter Welsh laying on the bloody ground because he was exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Yeah. I, I can remember those little isolated things that, but not not too many when they kick goals on you. I mean, nah. there, there was one day at Geelong that um, uh, there was um, Kenny Greenwood played a fullback, uh, Johnny Riley, David Darcy, and then I I had a crack at fullback. Well, geez, it wasn't a good day. Yeah, <laughs> uh, geez, you brought up some ripper names then from the past. Mate. Oh, yeah. All played on the yeah. back line for us. Yeah, but oh shit, they were all slow. They weren't they. Oh, yeah, but they were getting it. Well, I was probably the youngest, so I was getting them a bit on in age, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. They weren't as quick as you, Bane. No, but they give enormous service, though, to the club. Oh, absolutely. Ripper, ripper blokes. Yeah, they Great were. blokes. The ball just kept coming down there so often <laughs> that uh, I think Wade, Wade had to in the end had to kick a bundle. Yeah, it was yeah. A, it was a wonderful era of full forwards, though, wasn't it? That late the sixties into the seventies into the early eighties was a fantastic year of full forwards. Oh no, oh, yeah. yeah, probably probably seen the best of most, probably except for Plugger and uh, Jason Dunstall. Yeah, because oh, I mean, absolutely, Mc- yeah, Gary Ablett senior. Yep, McKenna yep. McKenna comes to mind as someone who, who probably doesn't get the the uh, the raps that a Hudson does. Great player, Peter McKenna. Great player. Yeah, oh, didn't miss any. No, he, he was so accurate. He, he, even if he was on the boundary, those um, drop punts were, were absolutely fantastic. And he didn't appear to be um, uh, a decent size, but Jesus, he was a big bloke. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah surprising. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and yeah, whereas, you know, Hudson, Hudson, uh, just a super, super player, but he was a bit of a cheat. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I've often I've often uh, mentioned this be, uh, time and time that if you if you're playing side by side and you can grab hold of his jumper so he can't run, you've got a good start. But yeah. um, as the years go on, the umpires were coming better, and um, you know you, you couldn't do that. But uh, and he, he had a tendency to drop back a bit, but he just read the play so well. 
He, he was just an absolutely sensational footballer and yeah. a uh, and a lovely bloke as a as a tech. Yeah. Well, yeah. great man. They had the worst yeah. kicking style in history. Oh, wasn't he terrible? You know, you'd you'd like to straighten him up a bit, but um, <laughs> shit, he keep just kick kicking him. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. That's for sure. You mentioned uh, night premierships. We won a couple of those in uh, in your time together at uh, at the Doggies. One in which you start in, Chucky. You got you kicked five goals in one of uh, the night premierships. Yes, yeah, that was uh, that was at the South Melbourne Ground, and uh, you know, just a bit of strategy that one area of the ground the lights weren't all that good. I dropped myself in the dark spot, and they forgot about me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like blowing up the candles, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> was it ever? Yeah. Oh, you couldn't see the other end of the ground. So uh, by the time they realised that I was on the ground, it was uh, it was a bit too late. The game had been won. But uh, no, that I mean, when you talk about cheating, that that, that was shock. You shouldn't do those sort of things. <laughs> I, Hide from the opposition. Uh, what about what about we used to stop in a couple of those games and watch the punch-ons in the crowd? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was amazing some of the punch-ons. Oh, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we, we we did not we did not tell them about one of the night finals that we had no hope. We we thought we couldn't win, you know. So oh, without mentioning too many names, you know, Stephen Dow, Gordon Casey. Yeah. And a few trainers, and we called into the um, the tavern in uh, Spencer Street, and we, we we had a couple of beers. So anyway, <laughs> onto the game we go, and uh, anyway we won the first game. So anyway we we're playing another game, with, so we said, oh, geez, we can't change the routine. We oh, won. Yeah. We better we better go back and have a few more. <laughs> so we, we did that right right through the final. The club never found out. It was the um, Oh, Jesus, the trainers were absolutely fantastic. Oh, they were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was oh. one of the best parts of their footy club. They got absolutely. Nothing for doing what they did for us and all that sort of oh. stuff. And they, yeah. they, were just, they were just the soul of the whole place, the yep. humour and the, the camaraderie that you got from them. And, you know, like, yeah. I could always, I could always get a smoke off one of them. You coming out for a Viscount? Yep, I'll meet you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I actually, uh, it was about two years ago. I, I caught up with Snowy Hazard, yeah. and um, uh, out at the Pasco Vale Hotel, and oh, geez, we had a good yarn and a couple of beers and that. And the only, the only thing that I didn't like about Snowy was he was in, in with the dogs. And I used to say, I don't want any tips. Not one of your, <laughs> not, not one of your doctors won. Yeah. A lot of people talk about the players making the culture of the club. I reckon back in the 70s and the 80s, it was the it was the staff around the club, the volunteers and the trainers and all those people. They actually made the culture of the club, didn't they? Even in the 60s and 70s, the things that they used to do for you, I think they, I think they got about 2 or $3 a week. Yeah. Wouldn't have even been enough for their petrol or their smokes or a beer or whatever, but by God, they always used to put on a good function for us. Yep. Oh, Jesus, wasn't it good after the game? That, uh, oh, where are you yeah. going? Oh, I'm going to have a beer with the trainers. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they, they were the best places to have a beer with, and they, 
He'd be there all bloody night. <laughs> yes, yes. I can, no, I can remember in the early 80s trying to get players to come to after-match functions and they they turn up and wouldn't want to be there because they wanted to stay, spend the rest of the time with the trainers, having to be with, with yeah. Dolly with Dolly and ja- old Jack and those those blokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah. all names there too, so amazing place. And our, our facilities weren't that sharp either. So no, true. Compared to what they are now and all that, like the visitors' room said, he could he wouldn't even use the toilet in there. Yeah, but it was that ordinary condition for the visitors when they used to come there, wasn't it, Chuck? Oh, shocking, shocking, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I mean, you'd, you'd always have to take a spare towel to the rabbin and um, oh. try and yeah. try and get a hot shower. You can never get a hot shower. I, I always. Always said that St Kilda were the worst team that never never looked after you and you could never have a beer with them. And whereas all the other clubs were fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they were, yeah, they were a strange unit out there, weren't they? Hey Bones, yeah. what, Bones, what was it like going back to the to the Witten Oval uh, as a as a rip, Richmond player? Were the first the first time you did that? Did that feel weird to you? Uh, unbelievable, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. The amount of support I got off the Bulldog supporters was fantastic. Yeah. And every time we went back there, you wouldn't believe it, that we were talking about him before chasing Pete Arthur, Peter Welsh. Yeah. And he had the measure of Royce Hart every time he played on it. Absolutely destroyed him. Yeah, he did. And, yeah. And, um, but no, I enjoyed going back there and the supporters were fantastic to me and, uh, Actually, I played all right against the Bulldogs at the home track with Noble and stuff. And, uh, and even come to the finals of that, mate, the support I had in the finals with Richmond yep. from the, uh, the Footscray supporters was absolutely sensational. Oh, that's good. But, yeah, it was a strange feeling because you always want to do a play your career at one, one club. Yes, yes. But circumstances didn't work out that way for me. And it was probably more luck than anything that uh, Graham and Tommy had see me playing in the under-19s and the under-17s and stuff, so which they used to go and watch. So, so it was just a bit of good luck for me, I suppose, in the long run. Yep. Oh, no, it was what you said before. They're such a professional club. They don't uh, they don't miss a trick. They ended up finding me mum in Poon's restaurant and I was <laughs> just taking her shopping and taking her shopping home and then come back. And next thing she said, uh, Graham Richmond and Tommy want to meet you at our place, yeah, let's go then, I'm gone. So that was it. Jeez. Yeah, so they just threw all the cards on the table and said, uh, you're coming to play with us. I said, oh, okay, beautiful. Sounds good. Must have been yep. like when in Tats Lotto, though, when you, you went there and uh, and two premierships later, you know, you st- a, a, a dual premiership player must have been bloody wonderful. Yeah, it was something you didn't think would ever happen to you, to be honest, mate. Yeah. Is that sort of stuff. So, and I was hoping, as Chook said, we're playing finals with the Bulldogs to get to a grand final because it had been a fair while between drinks, but that never eventuated. But when there, it was unbelievable feeling. It really, you can't explain it, even when you're out on the ground and that just the noise and whatever, which you, you cut out anyhow, you don't hear that and stuff. But, when there's a score or whatever, you hear the roars was absolutely sensational, yeah. So, but yeah, no, a great experience. One that you'll never forget. So, yeah. would have been nice to play the Bulldogs in the grand final. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it would have been. Yeah. would have been fantastic. So, yeah. And all the boys that uh, were teammates and most, still mates of mine now would have been playing against me. So, it would have been fantastic. 
you can only dream those sorts of things, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Gary, post uh, post your playing days, you got involved uh, in the footy manager role and then in recruiting. Uh, uh, they uh, they good times you look back on? Oh, yeah, fantastic. Really good. It was um, trying to set up some players to um, make an insult in, into um, playing finals. We're probably the first club to do a uh, mini... Um, we invited oh, probably a dozen players on a weekend. Out of out of those um, dozen players, we got um, Leon Cameron, yeah. Chris Grant, yeah. Matty Croft. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I, I thought we were a bit in, innovative in those days. I also had the had the opportunity um, to be chairman of selectors for the Victorian Schoolboy side, which I which I did for about ten years and. Uh, I can uh, I can remember the other selectors saying, "Oh, there's a kid playing at um, Dalesford and um, <laughs> in the in the Ballarat." I said, "Look, I don't. I think he might be okay, but look, forget about him, and uh, we we won't pick him because he's look, he's skinny, and um, yes. you know. So we 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 let him go, yes. <laughs> which is good, and and, and got picked so up at 105 or whatever it was in the draft. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Skinny, skinny little boy worked for Telecom who, uh, you know, took a head somewhere behind a behind a post somewhere in Dalesford until uh, until he could actually get his hands on him. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I can remember. I, I said to Malthouse, I said, "Look, uh, you've seen what he's done on the track." I said, "We, you know, you you come come down to Dalesford and have a chat to the family and just acknowledge that." We we are keen on the kid and uh, keep things quiet. So we did that, and uh, as soon as we walked in, the uh, the parents said, "Oh, you you're here to see uh, Jamie, the elder brother." Yeah. I said, "Oh, I, I think I think Jamie's a wonderful player, and um, you know, we we'd certainly look at him, but uh, we we think Chris is the um, is the, is the go." So they kept things quiet, and um, off we went. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, nicely done. Yeah. Can't do that these days, can you? You can't hide them quite as well. The the other two I I thought was uh, for the club was um, I I kept having run-ins with Greg Miller. Mark Bays was a Footscray player, and somehow or another he changed his address and he ended up playing for the the Sydney Swans. Yeah, so I said to Greg, I said, Greg, I'll get you one of these days. So anyway, we've come across a North Melbourne player. And I thought, Jesus, would just love to get him. So anyway, in those days, you had to list the player at a certain date when he when his uh, birthday come round. Don't ask me what age; I can't remember. So anyway, the secretary of the league, the Riddell League, was a Footscray supporter, and by some un- <laughs> by some unknown reason, oh, yeah. <laughs> he had the wrong birthday. He forwarded that on to North Melbourne. So North Melbourne thought they had an extra couple of weeks. So at 12 o'clock that night, we went and signed him. He ended up coming and winning the Brownlow, Scotty Wine. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, yeah. uh, that's a good yeah. That's a nice thing. What is it, an eye for an eye? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Bones, when you came back, uh, when Wheels asked you to come back and do some work with the back line, that was the early 90s? Yeah, yep. Yeah. What's your memories of those yeah, those times? Oh, that was, that was fantastic. We just couldn't get past the preliminary final, July yeah. and all that. 
those two years or three years that I had with Wheels, we had the least amount of scores kicked against us. Yep. Our back line was working a treat with Fonzie and all that sort of stuff. And we had some good runners off the half-back plate and all that. We had a pretty strong back line, actually. And they were good listeners and good learners. And uh, Wheels told me to give it to them if they didn't like it, to give them more and all that sort of stuff. And uh, so that was that was a great time, actually, when uh, the Bulldogs got back on track with Wheels and stuff. Yep. He was great coach, Wheels. He might have been, I don't know whether he was a little bit before his time. Oh, I think he was. Because uh, some of some of the exercises and all that, you used to have them on uh, in black and white on the notice board too. And my group had come up to me and, and say to me, "Can you understand that?" And I said, "No, we'll wait and see the first group what they're going to do first, and then we'll copy them." <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. It was good fun, actually. I have to ask you for your favourite memory of uh, of your time at the Witten Oval. What would it be, Chuka? Oh, gee, um, you really put me on the spot here. Um, yeah. Probably. Uh, winning a couple of uh, night premierships and uh, just the the friendship and playing football with Witten was just an absolutely, I mean, he was a freak, absolutely freak. That's the, and running out the first game and Witten was there and yeah. just absolutely fantastic. What about for you, Bones? Uh, well, EJ was my idol, that I used to wear his number on my back and all that, so yeah. Yeah, playing with EJ and being coached by him, he really looked after me as a player, EJ, and, and we ended up becoming great mates, and he only lived around the corner from me in Spotted, he was in North Alstone, and I used to see him three or four times a week, he'd call him for a beer on his way home and all that sort of stuff, and uh, the best time was probably... The day that he played his uh, 321 games in the pouring yep. rain and stuff, Chuka, you would have been there. Yes, yes. yes. The, was that against Hawthorne? Yep. Yeah, at the Whitnable. It was a bomb. Oh, that's, that oh, that's right. I think that's the day that uh, we knocked off a bottle of Stone's Grinjil, Stone's yep. Grinjil wine at three-quarter time. <laughs> yep. Bloody, da- Bloody yep. David Darcy. You couldn't get it off him. Nah, nah. It was good stuff when it was cold, mate, wasn't it? What? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't drink it now, though. But, yeah, those, those night premierships were great. You know, you'd never think you'd ever get a chance to play in a day one. They were fantastic. A couple of day yeah. ones I played in the under-19s were fantastic. And yeah. you wouldn't believe it, the two I played in the, in the under-19s, bloody... Richmond beat us both times by five points. Oh, God. Yeah. Gentlemen, yeah. Thank, thank you both uh, for your time. I really Not appreciate it. It's been, it's been lovely having a chat. To good health and <laughs> happiness to you both. Thank you very much, Kevin. Thanks, Bones. Okay, Take mate. care, Sean. Same to you. Okay. Thanks, mate. All right. Bye-bye. Well, thanks to Gary Merrington and to Robert McGee. Bones and Chuka. I hope you enjoyed this. Plenty more coming. Uh, the next, of course, will be a little more of the two more recent Bulldogs will be joining me to have a chat on the Two Dogs podcast. With thanks to the Past Players Association, I think you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast uh, in the series, including the likes of Brian Rawls, Stevie Wallace, Stephen Power, Gordon Casey. Uh, they're all there. Simon Beasley, they're all there. Uh, just jump on the website or the uh, Past Players Facebook page and you can get access to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed this one uh, today. Uh, go the doggies. Go the red, white and blue. Enjoy. But you can't beat the ball.